The time is now for Matt McLean as the Reds are adding the number five prospect in the system to the active roster today out in Denver. We'll discuss that and a whole lot more on this jam-packed edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. Let's go. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr. His name is Steve Offenbaker, and we are lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans that have turned an addiction into information for you. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us talk some Matt McClain with you. We encourage you, if you're listening, hit us up on Twitter and check us out on YouTube and drop a thought in our comments section because Talking Reds is what we do, and we want to talk Reds with you. Lockdown Reds is, of course, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and we are your team every day. And if you listen every day, let us know in the comments section and let us know how excited you are that one of the top prospects in this organization is coming to Cincinnati. Of course, he's going to make his debut in Colorado, so he'll be making his debut in Cincinnati this weekend whenever the Yankees come to town but this is an exciting day there are a lot of ramifications that come from this call up we're going to get to those in just a minute plus the Reds had to put Nick Lodolo on the IL which honestly until they called up Nick Lodolo Sunday night or until they called up Matt McClain Sunday night Nick Lodolo hitting the IL was the biggest news of the weekend and of course they created these new jerseys, the City Connect jerseys. We're going to get to all of that. And, and, and by the way, the Reds won a series. There's so much to talk about. And we're going to start, of course, first with the call-up of Matt McClain. We have been clamoring, stammering, and just outright shouting that they need to do this for weeks now. And they finally have done it. Matt McClain is coming to the Reds into his Major League debut, and he's going to do it at Coors Field against the Rockets. Rockies against Connor Siebold for the Rockies tonight. Steve, I am so excited about this. I am very pumped up. And, and as you say, before this news broke, uh, we were pretty down in the dumps having to lead off talking about Nicodolo's injury. So this is exciting news. Uh, we have been clamoring for this. Let's, let's just put this in perspective. Let's remind everybody just how much Matt McClain has been crushing it at triple a Louisville. Uh, he has a slash line on the season of 346, 464, 713. That's 12 home runs, 40 RBIs, 10 stolen bases for the 23 year old right-hander absolute domination. And and we're talking about a guy who hit for the cycle two weeks ago and was a triple shy of the cycle this past Thursday, just absolutely murdering baseballs to a point that he was making it look easy. And I like this because when, when you talk about Matt McClain, when you talk about what to expect, it is very clear. The Reds have called up a guy who is going to be part of their future core. At least they hope he can develop into that. And we're not saying that he's ready to be that right now. He's got to develop into it, but he's getting a head start as opposed to guys like Jose Barrero or something like that. So what does his game translate to? Well, Steve had the chance to actually talk with Matt McClain last year as he was making his way up through Chattanooga. And this is what Matt McClain had to say about his game. I'm a competitor and I'm a winner. Um, over everything else and going out there to win the game. I don't care if it's uh, instructs. I'm going to 
try and help my team win. Um, I like to hit the ball hard. Um, line drives. Homers, I don't try and hit homers. They'll come if I hit the ball hard consistently. Um, and on defense, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make the routine play and make a couple cool plays, uh, hopefully. And uh, on the bases, steal. I, I'm really learning um, to steal more bases. I didn't steal that much in college. Um, and here I've been kind of given the green light, which is nice. Um, so I get to experiment. Um, and honestly, I need to run more than I have. Uh, take off. I need to get thrown out a little bit more and, and test the test the waters a little bit. That last part kind of got me a little bit because I mean, 10 steals already here in AAA. he's running more. And so is this reds team. So I think he's going to continue to get that chance to run. Oh yeah. And, and as you pointed out, this is my interview with him from last year uh, mm -hmm. on a lefty in the bullpen segment. If you want to hear the rest of that conversation, uh, I shared it last night on my Twitter feed. You can find it on the YouTube page under the lefty in the bullpen heading. Uh, it's a great interview with Matt McLean. And it, it seems that he has done exactly what he said he was going to do. Continue to work on making good contact, hit the ball hard. The homers will come and continue to develop the running game. He did all of those things between when I talked to him in Chattanooga last year and now, and it's paid off because he's coming to the big league level to bring that game to major league baseball. And we were seeing this in spring training. We were seeing the, the seeds of this. And, and while he started, I, I saw a statistic that, you know, he started off this year, like one for 25 or something and had, and had a bunch of strikeouts and all that stuff. And people were worried about him. Well, since everybody was worried about him going one for 25, he's hit over 400. So he is ready. He is, he's been ready for a couple of weeks now. And I'm, I'm very excited to see him come up now the next part of this equation is somebody's got to go down because you can't just have more than 26 guys on the roster so you're either going to send down uh, a, a player who is struggling or there is a chance because he's missed the past couple of days now there is a chance that tj friedel could go to the injured list and spare a couple of poor souls who probably deserve to be sent down to triple a anyway what do you think is the most likely uh, scenario that plays out here well, David Bell said yesterday, Jeff, that they were going to really test out TJ Friedel. And if he felt any pain at all, if it seemed like this thing was going to continue, this injury that he has, uh, they were going to shut him down and put him on the injured list. What we haven't heard yet is how that trial went. The right. simplest, easiest, cleanest move that the Reds can make would be to put TJ Friedel on the 10-day injured list and bring up Matt McClain and figure it out from there. That's the simplest and the cleanest move. Now, depending on how that move goes down, there are a couple other options. Uh, Jose Barrero, who clearly would be losing playing time with the addition of Matt McClain, has an option, could go to AAA. Kevin Newman, who also plays the same position and see, could see himself losing playing time, also has an option. Uh, if it were up to me, of all of those likely moves – if I had to bet on it, if a FanDuel has some odds on this, Jeff, uh, I would be taking uh, TJ Friedel being going to the injured list. If that doesn't happen, the move I would like to see is for them to send Kevin Newman down to AAA as an insurance policy uh, just because Jose Barrero offers a little bit more flexibility as far as positions played, uh, and then you can get Matt McClain in the lineup. Yeah, the thing with this, the, the Reds tend to make roster moves that are the easiest and most palatable. So I'm with you. I think Friedel could be the guy that's going to 
the IL in this scenario. And it's a bummer too, because if you're talking about taking TJ Friedel out of this lineup to put Matt McClain in it, which it's not a one for one trade. It's like when Friedel's healthy, he's going to play. But if you're taking him out and putting him in, the lineup doesn't get as better as I was hoping it would be, as opposed to if they simply swap out Newman for, uh, for Matt McClain here. But I, I think you're right. I think that's probably what's going to happen. Haven't seen him in a few days. This team is going through a bit of an injury bug, and we're going to talk here in a few minutes about you know what it's going through on the pitching side because there's a lot of things that are happening on the pitching side where the injury bug is concerned. But adding Matt McClain to this roster and possibly looking at taking TJ Friedel out of it. Let's, let's take a look at this. What does, what does the lineup look like today? Well, I think you and I are both in agreement that where this lineup begins, what's driving this team right now, what's driving this lineup is Jonathan India. So for me, if I'm making, you know, let's just say, a miracle breaks out and Nick Craw gets us on the phone before tomorrow's game and says, guys, make the lineup. Uh, <laughs> this is the lineup that I want to start the game in Denver today. Uh, it starts with Jonathan India at the top, leading off and playing second base. And then batting second, I think should be Nick Senzel and playing third base. Nick Senzel has been very hot lately and a very good hitter recently. And without TJ Friedel in the lineup, I want that speed of Nick Senzel and the versatility that he can bring to the lineup. And and defensively, uh, he's clearly demonstrated that there was a yes. reason why he was a highly touted third base prospect uh, through his time in college and being drafted. Uh, coming up behind him, I think with the with the injury challenges as they are, Spencer Steer continues to play first base for now, mm-hmm. and I bat him third in the lineup tomorrow. Yep, I like that, and I'm going to put Fraley fourth. I still think that Tyler Stevenson is is going through some things. He's he's flashed a little bit of power over the last few days, but he had a lot of strikeouts there in that series finale for Miami, and Jake Fraley had an amazing weekend in Miami, so I'm keeping Jake Fraley batting fourth and playing left field. And and not forgetting that uh, Colorado is starting a right-handed pitcher, so it yes. makes sense to have Fraley in the so cleanup. Rake is going to feast. There you go. And, you know, you talk about Tyler Stevenson. Uh, while he has still had some struggles, he has kind of dinked and dunked his way into having some productive games of late. Mm-hmm. I still think that the power is going to come. We saw it uh, when oh, yeah. he got grooved one down in Miami. Uh, he can still hit the ball far. Uh, it's just a matter of putting it all together. Uh, for that reason, I put him fifth batting behind Fraley. And, you know, Stevenson's going to continue to occasionally run into one. Yeah, and I think then following behind will be Will Myers batting in right field or playing in right field. Look, Will Myers has had a big struggle of it here to begin this season. He's going to be he's another guy that I'm like he's going to turn it around. He has shown it before. He has the talent to make that turnaround. And uh what better place to do it than Colorado? So now we get to the bottom third of this lineup in the seven, eight, and nine spot, Jeff. And here at the seven hole, I think this is where I would like to see Matt McClain make his debut at shortstop and batting seventh. It puts him in a good spot without a lot of pressure on him to kind of find his way. Look, if he comes out and goes three for four with a couple home runs and does big things, that's great. But that's not exactly what I expect. There's going to be a period of adjustment coming to the big league level. Now, it's nice that it's out in Denver where the ball just absolutely flies. It would be great to see McLean have that kind of success. But I want the Reds to be gentle with him and allow him to grow into the next level. And I think the seven spot is the right place for him to do that. 
I 100% agree. I feel like if you call him up and immediately put him in the top third of the lineup, you are just adding far too much pressure to him. So I want him to lean into it a little bit. Batting eighth, we're going to start Jose Barrero, but we're going to start him in center field. Listen, no TJ Friedel in this one. Uh, Henry Ramos isn't going to play center field for me. I think Jose Barrero has shown in the past he can do this. Now, as far as consistently, going to have to figure that one out. And uh, the the hitting's still not there, but this is sort of a, look, Barrero's got the versatility here, so he still has some value on this roster currently, and let's see if he can provide some value in a different position. I think he's done at shortstop now that McLean's up here. McLean plays shortstop every day, at least until Ellie De La Cruz comes up, then we have an interesting conversation to have. Yeah, again, this is not our lineup that we want to see for the rest of the season. This is the lineup we want to see today this is going to be and we told listen we told everyone that this team was going to be an evolving process the whole season we said on opening day that the team that started on opening day was nowhere near going to resemble the team that finished in september october and this is the start of that first move with mclean coming up you start to adjust your dominoes you start to move your pieces so barrero and center field makes sense to me for today as more guys come up from the minor leagues Jose Barrero could still find himself without a job. This is just the best scenario, I think, until, as you say, Jeff, TJ Friedel is healthy and ready to take back over in center field. And then, of course, rounding out this lineup uh, in the number nine spot, Luke Maley continues to hit near 300 uh, on this young season. And, you know, I thought Kurt Casale was going to be the number two catcher behind Tyler Stevenson, but Maley has really made a claim to get a majority of that playing time behind the plate. That's not Tyler Stevenson. So uh, I like him in this spot. I like him hitting the ball out in Denver. He's put up some decent numbers and we'll just continue to run him out there, I guess. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And it's interesting because there's a quick nugget on that. The Reds signed Luke Maley before they signed Kirk Casale. And I think we having seen Kirk Casale in the past, just assumed he was going to take over that number two spot, but it almost felt like the Reds thought of Luke Maley more than they thought of Kirk Casale in that instance. So I wonder if, if this is just a tiny little thing where it's like, look, trust the process. The Reds know what they're doing there. But look, with Matt McClain coming up, the youth movement is in full swing with the first of many talented position players arriving today. That's right, Jeff. Now, listen, as excited as we are about the position players and the offense, the pitching staff is in trouble. We're going to tell you why coming up next. But before we get to that, I want to talk about one of the sponsors of today's podcast. Today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your car to the My Garage section and look for the green check mark to know that the part will fit or you're going to get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop eBay Motors, you can have confidence. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
The Reds and the Rockies get going at 8.40 p.m. Eastern time today. Hunter Green is on the mound against Colorado's Connor Siebold. You can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just download the app and search Reds. Thanks for always making Locked on Reds your first listen every day. Every dayers on tomorrow's show. What are reasonable expectations for Matt McClain now that he is here? We're going to have you covered on that and a whole lot more on tomorrow's show. Jeff, I think all of the shows this week are going to be jam-packed. Uh, sometimes we look we kind of struggle to find enough news to fill out every show. That's not going to be the case this week. And this episode in particular uh, is going to be hard to fit everything in. Uh, the top story that got bumped, Nick Lodolo has gone to the injured list, and it is pretty much DEFCON 1 for the Reds pitching staff. Lodolo is going to be out at least a month from now. Uh, and that spells big trouble for a Reds rotation that was already reeling. Yeah, we're talking about, what, five, maybe even six starts that the Reds just, as of right now, don't have a plan for. And that's on top of the fact that their fourth and fifth spots on the rotation, they might have a plan for those too. So <laughs> you're really looking at maybe 15 starts that they got to figure out what they're doing with right now. And that is kind of a, it's a bit daunting. That's why I'm feeling DEF CON one right now. Plus coming into this season, the big thing was, can the big three take a step forward? Part of that is health. Part of that is making sure that they make their starts every fifth day. When one of them goes down, this team drastically changes. So can the Reds survive this next month? And what does surviving look like? I think it starts with, you got to call up the young guy, Steve. You do. And, and we got to be realistic about this. Uh, the Reds aren't going to be able to fix this all in one move. There's going to be some strategic up and down between Louisville and Cincinnati to make this work over the next month. Uh, that starts this coming Tuesday because Tuesday, Hunter yeah. Green Hunter Green goes today. Tuesday starter is to be determined. They have not named a starter for Tuesday, and then Graham Ashcraft goes on Wednesday. Looking at AAA Louisville, your options are this. Is it Andrew Abbott? It can't be Andrew Abbott. He last pitched on Saturday. That keeps him unavailable until Thursday. Same goes for Levi Stout. He pitched for the Reds in relief on Saturday. He's not going to be able to go again before Thursday and start a game. That leaves, by default, the last man standing at AAA, Jeffrey, Brandon Williamson, who last pitched on Thursday, meaning he lines up to actually go again on normal rest Tuesday and could fill that spot out in Denver as the Reds face the Rockies. We've talked a lot about Brandon Williamson, too, and, and it's widely known uh, for those that have followed Louisville. And if you haven't followed Louisville, the big question mark with Brandon Williamson is the strikeout to walk numbers because they're not good. Like, I mean, he has 27 strikeouts. He has 20 walks in all of his innings that he's pitched so far this season. That's bad. Like you want to have far less walks than that. You don't want the same number of walks as you want strikeouts. So I, I kind of cringe a little bit at this thought, but at the same time, what have we said? since the beginning of the year, if they're going to tank their lumps, might as well take him in the majors because the Reds aren't really competing as much as we're happy that they are only four games under 500 as much as we're happy that they are right there in this just, you know, crap shoot of a division of the NL central. That's not the plan. And, and, and whether or not 
they are close to making a run at it. I don't necessarily think Nick Crawl is going to just change the plan willy-nilly and go all in on this season. So as frustrating as that might sound, we are still focused on getting the young guys up here, getting them going on their major league careers, and really getting them feeling good. So I really think that calling up Brandon Williamson is the move here. And a thought on Levi Stout as well, because we didn't talk about this off air, but I do remember when you send a guy down, unless it's for to bring him back for like an emergency injury situation, he's got to stay down for 10 days. So it's not going to be Levi Stout because they've already made their move based on Nick Lodolo's injury. They called up um, either Silvino Bracco or, um, or Alan Businitz counts as that call up. So uh, Levi Stout's going to be down for 10 days. I thought it was weird that they sent him down so quickly anyway, being that he is the guy that is stretched out and ready to go. And he's seen the major leagues a little bit. So it's going to be weird to not say that he's just sitting down there for 10 days. So hopefully what we see is Brandon Williamson on Tuesday and Andrew Abbott on Thursday, because honestly, if you got a better plan, I'd love to hear it. Cause I don't think there is one. No, and I'm I'm going to stand by what I said uh, a little over a week ago, Jeff. That's that you rotate these guys through, you mm-hmm. piggyback where you can, and you tell them when they come up, I don't care what you do while you're on the mound, you're throwing 100 pitches. That's yeah. just the way it's going to be. The Cincinnati Reds right now are in danger of running the bullpen into the ground. They cannot continue to ask this bullpen to cover the amount of innings that they've asked it to cover and expect reasonably to get these pitchers through October. There's just no way. People are going to start going with dead arm. These pitchers are going to start going down with with tendonitis and sore elbows and sore shoulders because they're simply being overworked. And it has to be a concern for David Bell. It has to be a concern for Nick Craw, and they have to do something about it, and they have to do something about it now. Well, and we're already seeing that worry. I mean, Rivar San Martin was moved to the 60-day IL with left or with with his you know throwing elbow discomfort and they're not saying what it is, but 60 day IL makes me think that they're like, maybe we can avoid Tommy John, but we're not, sir. We're not sure, but we just know he's not going to pitch for a while. So they moved him to the 60 day IL Casey Legumina goes to the IL, uh, with, I believe his was a leg injury, but still it's, you know, these guys are getting worn down. Lucas Sims the other day threw one pitch and, and everyone was like, is he hurt? And David Bell's like, well, no, you know, he threw 34 pitches the day before. Uh huh. That's not an answer, David. Like, come on. Is he hurt or what? Because uh, Lucas Sims has gone through this problem. And this is the numbers that I'm looking at and why I'm so concerned. Starters for the Reds have pitched 186 and two thirds innings so far this season. That's a number. Relief pitchers, 162 and two thirds innings. We're really only talking about 24 innings. We're talking about four starts, four quality starts worth of games difference between the starters and relief innings that the Reds are doing. And and just to kind of give you a context there, looking at a team that's right there with them, the Cubs, they've gotten 209 innings so far this season out of their starters compared to the Reds, 186 and two thirds. And the Cubs bullpen has only thrown 148 and two thirds innings compared to the Reds, 162 and two thirds innings. The Reds bullpen is pitching too much, Steve. They, they are. And it's important to remember, you talk about Lucas Sims as an example. Yes, he came into the game and he threw one pitch, but he had to warm up. He had yeah. to go down to the bullpen and get loose and get ready to pitch at the major league level. And that requires throwing a lot of pitches. And the more they do that with these guys, 
you can't just simply look at the, the number of innings the bullpen has pitched and, and see the true wear and tear on their arms. There's mm-hmm. the warmups. There's the uh, get them up and ready, but they don't appear in a game. It's the list goes on and on for how many pitches these guys throw throughout a season. I am legitimately concerned and the Reds have to do something. And for me, Jeff, as we say, it just makes so much sense to go ahead and start using these young guys down in Louisville, even if you're rotating them through and it's three guys covering two rotation spots and you're just kind of up and down, up and down between Andrew Abbott, Brandon Williamson and Levi Stout. But with Nick Lodolo going on the injured list, it's going to continue to be DEFCON 1 until the Reds demonstrate to me that they have come up with a plan. DEFCON 1, threat level midnight. We just got to survive, man. We got to survive. But you know what? Lost in all the news today is that the Reds actually won another series over the weekend. They did it on the road. Plus, we finally got to see the new City Connect uniforms, and we're going to tell you exactly what we think about those coming up next before we talk about that though i want to tell you how you can follow us you can follow us in between episodes on twitter you can follow me at jeff Carr with three f's you can follow steve at s offenbaker with two f's and you can follow the show at locked on reds and of course you can always catch the hometown broadcast of your cincinnati reds on the sirius xm app just download the sxm app and search reds of course they are on tonight 8 40 p.m eastern time in colorado against the rockies hoping for another good start from hunter green so make sure you download the sxm app and search reds all right, Steve, um, I mean, we, we had a great weekend as far as wins and losses go for the Reds. And it's interesting. We talk about the bullpen and the bullpen pitch so much. The bullpen did very well in Miami. And that is where we're so concerned is that, yes, the bullpen pitching amazingly in May is a red herring. If you think they can keep pitching this much and keep pitching this well into July, August, September, like as, as, as awesome as it's been. That's where we're worried about this pitching staff. But for the moment, as we look back on this weekend, it was another phenomenal uh, performance by the Reds against this Marlins team as they continue to show the improvement that we keep talking about. There are a lot of things from this series to be excited about. Tyler Stevenson absolutely crushed a home run into left field, got a round on a ball. You know, his first one was an oppo taco that barely cleared the wall. Uh, This one was a no doubter. That was great to see. Uh, We saw continued great play from Nick Senzel. We saw continued great play from Jonathan India on the pitching side of things. You know, Alexis Diaz continues to be the man recording two saves in this series. And we talk about the usage of this bullpen. That second save was a multi-inning affair. He threw a lot of pitches. You know, he he walked a few guys during that, but you know, you could tell he wanted it. Here's the problem with that, Jeff. That actually is two outings worth of pitches for him. So in this three-game series, he basically pitched three games worth of outings. This is where my concern starts to come in, Jeff. Uh, You can't run him out there every day. And if you're going to use him for multi-inning outings, more guys are going to have to be available. And it just goes back to that uh, depth in the bullpen. So there is some things to be concerned about. But as a whole, this team continues to just show that it's scrappy and it mm-hmm. is not going to lay down. It's going to fall behind. That doesn't mean anything. And it's been a long time since we watched a Reds team and they were down late in the game. And you could sit back and be like, well, you know, it's not over yet. There's still six outs. They could do something with this. It's been a long time since I felt that way. And watching this team bat 
watching this team play, I always feel like they're going to get every ounce of offensive production they can out of the outs remaining. And it's fun to watch. And I, I feel like it's something that I continually talk about. I, I said this with the Mets series is that I feel like there's not a lot of guys on this team that other pitchers fear. But there's something about the way this team hits as a team, the way that they they move on the base paths. They do so well at base running, and that changes the game for them against whoever it is that they play, whether it be the Marlins or the Mets or you know even better teams than that. So I, I think that there's just this team aspect that somebody's going to step up. It's not a matter of, yeah, they don't have anybody at all that anybody fears, so that means nothing's going to happen whatsoever. It's that you never know who's going to be the one to step up. And really, as much as you said some of the guys, the dude who stepped up in both these games was Rake Fraley. Rake absolutely destroyed Marlins pitching, and that includes reigning NL Cy Young Award winner Sandy Alcantara. He was absolutely all over his pitches, and it was so funny because um, – he pitched mad after he gave up that three-run home run to Jake Fraley on Friday but and really kind of shut down the Reds for a few innings after that. But Jake Fraley is phenomenal against those right-handed pitchers. I feel like he – I don't know that I've seen him enough against lefties to know if he could be better against them, but I know when a righty's on the mound, there's no excuse for not having Jake Fraley in the lineup. Well, he played so well in this series, Jeff, that, you know, in the final game of the series, you know, ninth inning, uh, they walked him intentionally mm -hmm. to load the bases, you know, basically bringing the a good decision by them. But yeah, yeah they, it ended up, yeah. but it was, you know, it was an opportunity for the Reds to break it open, you know, if they had got a timely hit there and, and it didn't work out, they didn't get the hit, but it says a lot about what Fraley's doing right now. Yeah. And honestly, I, I was so happy to see it. Like, there's so many different random numbers that I was looking at. So, okay, they're, get, they're 18 and 22. Do you know how long into the season it took them to get 18 wins last year? End of May, I want to say. Actually, you're a little bit too optimistic. June 2nd, they had 18 wins, and they were 18 and 32 by that time. And they, they got it on May 11th this year. And they were also closer to first place than they were back in 2021. We talked about that a little bit, though. It's just it's little numbers like that that have that have absolutely just floored me to see what this team is doing and to see what the NL Central looks like. This so season. what you're saying is we're in great shape for that over that you and I both took at the start of the season. If you do the math right now, they're they're trending. If if they win games at this clip currently, then they will win 73 games. So, I mean, we're getting close to that Jeff Ruby's bet. But you know what, Steve? One other thing happened, and this, for a lot of folks, this was probably the biggest thing of this uh, this weekend. Uh, the Reds unveiled their City Connect jerseys. And I'm going to show the picture for our YouTube crowd. We're going to describe it for our audio folks. And if you haven't seen the pictures, of the, these are just absolutely sleek. And I know that there's some folks that aren't really happy about the black uniforms. I love the all-black uniforms. Listen, this is sharp. Now, there, there's some people that are upset, but, you know, all black, black pants, black shirt, black hats, a redesigned Cincinnati C, uh, Cincy across the front, black letters with white trim. I love this. Now, here's mm -hmm. where I, I here's where I kind of go a little bit off on this. I love the jerseys for what they are. A different look 
to shake up the image of the team. That's what these are supposed to do. But these are called City Connect jerseys. The whole idea behind this is supposed to be incorporating things from the city, putting it in the form of a uniform that's a completely uh, different look, a total deviation from what they've always done. I think the Reds failed in terms of doing that. These uniforms do not scream anything to me tying back to the city of Cincinnati. There's nothing you can point to truly on these uniforms and say, this is a Cincinnati representation. All I'm that being said, disagree. for what they are, though, Jeff, I like them. I'm going to order one. Listen, if the Reds are listening by right now, by the way, I'm ticked off that I cannot order a custom City Connect jersey. I saw that the media people in Cincinnati all got uniforms sent to them. Jeff and I didn't get one. That's a tremendous oversight on the Reds part. But I was going to go buy one. I was going to go buy one. Yeah. Anybody that's run into me at the ballpark knows that I put my name on the back of my jerseys and I wear my number 19 that I let Joey borrow. Uh, that's what I wear. Can't order it. It's not possible. I'm going to disagree with you on what I, I love these jerseys. I, I want to get a jersey. I want to get a T-shirt. I want to get a hat, all this stuff. And by the way, here's the look of the hats a, a little bit closer um, that the, the Reds uh, Pro Shop actually took a picture of these. These are on the shelf. Just beautiful. They're, they're all black. They got the red cord kind of around the, the bottom of the hat. And then you have that amazing like Art Deco look of the C logo that they made here. It's kind of a kind of a... A, uh, a mashup of like an art deco look and the old C that they had back in, I believe it was like the twenties is when they use that C it's not the wishbone C that we're used to. And I know some folks had trouble with that. I actually love that logo, but I'm going to disagree with you because you know what I see when I see these uniforms, the Bengals, this is how they're connecting to the city. They're going all black, like the Bengals can do with their all black uniforms. And what is more popular right now in the city of Cincinnati than anything at all? The Bengals. They saw that look. They saw the the, the sleek black uniforms that the Bengals run out there. And they say, you know what? We need that. Because they already got all white. You don't need all white for the reds. They've had all white for years and we've already got so many different kind of red uniforms. We don't need any more of that stuff. In fact, let's take one out of the book of the folks that want to get rid of the drop shadow on the sea. We're going to make everything black instead of just the drop shadow. So that's kind of where they went with this one. And I know that there's like these little logos and things like that, that somehow link back to the city. And of course you got the Kroger patch on the sleeve, mm. but overall, I, I love these. I do. You know, I can I can feel our buddy Cam Miller twitching somewhere when you brought it when you said <laughs> drop shadow. You know, here here's the thing, Jeff. I like I said, I like the uniforms. I'm gonna get one, but I just I feel like it's another example of the Reds, the organization being short sighted and dropping mm -hmm. the ball. Every time this organization seems to have an opportunity to, to step forward and embrace the city and do something cool, they fall on their faces. And I think this is just another example of that. And, and yeah, the uniforms are great. 
but they're supposed to connect. They are called City Connects. And and you can stretch and try and tie it into the Bengals, but there should be something, a small patch of the skyline, a small patch of the Roebling, uh, other things from throughout the time in the city. You know, something that ties in the river, something that ties in all of baseball past. I mean, people are stretching to trying to find a ways to connect. Uh, the, The new logo has five lines through it. So someone's trying to say, well, maybe that's the five championships they won. But the people that designed this thing won't commit to that. And that's because I don't think there was that much thought put into this so for me jeff i'm gonna get one i'm gonna enjoy them but i think the reds missed an opportunity well i love that but i'll say this i'm into it and i've seen some folks that don't like them and i don't understand your all's point of view so tell me what you think tell us what you think in the comment section here on youtube or tweet at us at jeff Carr with three f's at s offenbaker with two f's we'd love to hear your thoughts on the city connect jerseys but that is where we are going to end today's podcast. Thank you so much for checking out today's show. Before we get out of here, just wanted to remind you, you can catch every pitch of the hometown broadcast on the SiriusXM app. Just download the SXM app and search Reds. But that will do it for us. Thanks again for making us your first listen every single day. Every day is coming up on tomorrow's show. What can we reasonably expect from Matt McClain now? that he is here. We are going to dive into that on tomorrow's show. Uh, but thanks for checking us out. Now go check out Lockdown Fantasy Baseball as Matt and Dom will help you win your league with their daily fantasy uh, fantasy baseball analysis. Had a brain fart there. Uh, as they help you with starts, sits, drops, ads, trades, all that great stuff. Lockdown Fantasy Baseball is just like Lockdown Reds. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, and we're free and available on all podcasting platforms steve matt mcclain is here there's still a few guys that need to be called up so hopefully that's coming soon but what can people expect from you and me oh we're going to be dialed in on this debut we're going to continue to listen for the rumors for when the rest of the guys are coming we're going to gather up all that information and bring it right back here to keep everyone locked on reds every single day i am going to look so good in that jersey i I wanted a free one how do we how do we miss out?